got AirPods, so I, I can I can hear you in my head now, as opposed to in my in front of my face. Oh well, that's good. So much better. Yeah. Uh, Let's hope it I've works. Got, I've got um, uh, a guest sitting in the um, in the waiting room there. Oh, I can see that. I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's there's another one. Oh, really? There's another one. There's two of them. Wow. People are going to know this when they click on the link to listen to it, or they listen on Is their it? app because it'll have their name in the title of the episode. Oh, well, that was pretty dumb of me, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose I better let Nat and Cal in, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I could leave it off, but then probably no one would listen to it. Ah, fuck it. Let's do it. I'll send them in. Should we send them in? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> How's you not going? It's going to go down here. I don't want to edit break. the podcast, Hendo. You know this. Oh, no, I know that. I know that. I know that. <laughs> there he is. Big balls. Wow. How's it going, big balls? <laughs> It's our term of endearment. <laughs> okay. Whoa. I, I, it's, it's a it's a it's a title. Crazy. It's a title strictly reserved for the closest of mates. I've got a friend I call Big Balls as well. Do you? Callum's hair is is this a, this hair thing a new thing or? Oh, he's yeah, muted. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted, mate. Unmute yourself. We can hear your beautiful voice. There you go. The hair's not new. Wow. Oh, the hair has been there for 40 something years. It pre styled. It came out right. pre styled. <laughs> you look like you should be in Blink 182. <laughs> uh, I thought so for a while, Dan, but um, the world didn't see it that way. So, And that yeah. looks like you should be your manager. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Useless. It looks well, like he is now. No time. Um, you guys got a beer? Yeah, people always got a beer because it's kind of tradition for us. I've got a beer. Uh, what have you got, Cal? Uh, I've got um, Banks here for the zipline. Oh, wow. what, is, what style is that? Uh, American IPA. And it's yeah. quite good. Yeah. Nice bit of sweetness. I think it's 6.2%. 6. Um, pretty, pretty old school kind of style. So it's nice. Yeah. I like it. How many standos? Do you, do you have that information? Yeah, how many standos is it? Um, I don't have the can in front of me, but I can probably I can figure it out because I know I know that uh, formula. That's the so formula. It's three thirty. They have big cans, don't they? Generally, no. This is a remember. small can. One point six. Oh, okay. One point six canos. So I might Ooh, wow. I might have to return to the fridge to get through this. Yeah, that's okay. So, yeah, yeah, we normally do that, so that's good. What do you got, Matt? I have our brand new. Ooh. Here, let's do a screenshot. Just hold that there. Yeah. Do a little... Hang on, I haven't, I haven't said what beer I've got. I know, but he's, he's got it in position already. I don't want to oh, waste okay, the right moment. Now. Yeah, do it, do it. No, but you do yours. Okay, I fucked it up. Well, I've got... Do yours as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this brand new, brand spanking new. I don't even think it's on the market yet. This is the Maniacs of... Oh, wait, wrong one. I meant to get that one. This is getting edited. This one. I've got to turn there this. We go. I'm not editing this anything. The, I've got to turn this blur this is thing. The uh, Maniacs um, Viking beer lager. So, if you know Maniacs, which is the axe throwing, um, um, like place you can go and throw axes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I did yeah. a, a screenshot. Risk. I did. I swear I look like the overly. I look like the overly. I'm pretty sure I look like the overly attached girlfriend meme. This, this isn't the can. I've just got two because I know I'm going to drink another one. So. Sorry, I interrupted both of you guys. I've really, so, really, really so screwed right. this up. So I did a, um, I did a resp- recipe development program 
uh, a project, sorry, with them. And so, yeah, but you prop the artwork on this, right? It might look familiar. That's the, that is, I believe that's Cindy Sin who did that artwork. And um, uh, you might know her stuff from some of the Young Henry's um, stuff. So look how clean this glass is. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's a beauty. That's a classic Hendo maneuver, that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got the I've got the hiker Billy Goat German Bock 6.4%, 2.1 standards because that's a big can. Yeah. It's really good. That's great. Yeah, nice. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good beer. Yeah, awesome. What have you what did you have, Nat? At the, Sorry, uh, Nat, I, yeah, I ruined your beer introduction. Yeah, I have metamorphosis. So it's 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 our new metamorphosis. It's metamorphosized <laughs> into and and now it's spelled out on the on the can what it actually West Coast is. West Coast IPA, yeah. Oh yeah. Just, just um, in case you were wondering. Are you it saying even tells a, you what the brewery is on the top? Is yeah, it a, is it, it a meta yeah. Is it a metamorphoseception? Yeah. And There's look, nothing the more metal has changed. Yeah. How's it tasting? Tasted delicious. We just canned it today. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! <that's laughs> nice. Best part of being a brewer. Yeah. yeah. So this one, yeah. I'm trying to pace myself, but yeah. Well, well thank you guys for tasted. coming on. Yeah. Um, oh, congratulations on us. your your uh, anniversary. That's a that's a hell of a milestone. Not many people make it that far. Yeah. Let's see how much further we get. <laughs> Let's this, try and keep this, this positive, at least for the first this, uh, half until we get into the news. <laughs> this, uh, I, I thought it was good to get Nat and Cal on the show because I, I, I was roped into coming to the uh, 10th anniversary um, thing last Saturday by a phone call from Nat on Tuesday because I was in Melbourne and he's like, come on, man. You're like, you, you, you're going to be there on Friday. Just stay an extra day and all that sort of stuff anyway. Um, and I paid and, him um, to stay. I didn't like pay for an a influencer beer, so. fee type situation. Oh, God. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I got beer. Right. I got I got I got three beer tokens. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that's really harsh. You got you got lumped in with the three with the three token crew. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a, that was rarefied air, man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, anyway, so. Um, the idea of today. What did I really is, say? What what did I what did I actually say when I called you though? You said you're going to be in town on Friday and it would be very wise of you to come along on Saturday because you're gonna be in town. Oh, Wasn't... And I said that I said that you're part of the story. So uh, well I yeah, of course. Of course, hundred yeah. percent. And no. um and it's it, it it made sense. As soon as you called, I was like, Yeah, of course, I should have fucking booked a buddy stay down you know for it and that sort of thing and i'm glad i did because um um it was really good to to mark the moment of 10 years of of kaiju beer and um and um i'm very grateful for the acknowledgement that i got when cal was giving his speech as well and that sort of thing and and um it was really good and and it's good to see where you guys are have come from and where you're at and where you're going and all that sort of thing so yeah it was yeah, thank i was you. stoked to have you there hendo thank thank you so much Meant a lot. Yeah. Dead. Okay, Anytime. let's make this much less mushy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stop, <laughs> stop this shit, Hendo. Um, so we IPAs here, man. We <laughs> were just hoping to just dig into the story a little bit, not for a crazy amount of time, but just dig into the backstory. Um, 
ask you a couple of questions. And then if you guys want to hang around for the news, you can. Otherwise, you can go and drink more metamorphosis or whatever whatever you're planning on doing. <laughs> Four, four, four for morphoses. So why don't you take us back to the start, like for, for our listeners who are just getting into the scene and don't know where you guys started and how you guys started. Ten years ago in craft beer world is a lifetime. Mm. What was happening ten years ago with you guys? Do you want to talk about it, Matt? Um, well, ten years ago, we... We were what we bought a fermenter and put it in at uh, Cavalier, the same as what Hendo did. Yep. Um, it was actually Phil Meddings who told told me about it because we were looking at contract brewing, but didn't really feel like that was what we wanted to do. Um, and I was talking to Phil about pricing on malt and hops and stuff because I was used to home brew prices for things. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he said that these guys over in Derrimut were letting people put fermenters in and then using their equipment. So you, you know, you have to make all your own beer, you have to package all your own beer, but they, you'd, you just use their equipment. I'm sure, I'm sure Hendo has spoken about um, the setup there on previous. We did talk about. I, mean, I know you talked about that on that, that other podcast you did, Hendo. I don't know if we talked about it on this show. No, no, not yeah, not on not on this show. No, it's such an interesting idea. It's not, it doesn't happen anymore, does it? That idea? No. Yeah. No. Tell us about the idea. So, so we we bought you. You bought a tank. I bought a tank, and a few other people. There was, there was Sean from Killers Rocket bought a tank. Uh, Darren. Darren. That was the second. That was the second wave, though. The first wave was just us, you, and um, Darren. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then and exit then, came along. Yeah. Then exit, then exit came along. Yeah. And Sean. Did he yeah. buy one? And yeah, the, Sean... the Mrs. Palmer's. That's bought... right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brendan O'Sullivan was uh, was brewing for them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was a very eclectic bunch of people under the one roof. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> so to, to and, make it clear for oh, no, people who don't understand what's going on, it's 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 a brewery that exists cavalier that has their own product and their own brand and their own equipment and a bit of extra square meters in their shed, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they did have, I, I um, yeah. and I think they just wanted some help um, paying paying the rent and and that sort of thing. So they said, "Look, we're not going to be able to use up all of our capacity straight up, um, but if we put some more fermenters in there, then we'll, you know, more more liquids going to be going through the place, and you spread your fixed costs across a wider base. And I guess that I guess that makes sense uh, um, until. You know, so until you start putting it all together, but I, mm. I wouldn't have thought they still have any other, any other tank no, owners so. in there. They, they just own no. them all now. They bought, they, no, anymore, yeah. they eventually bought them all off us, um, a couple of years later. So when we, when we built our own brewery, um, so I guess you know that's probably cutting a bit out of the story. So, but yeah, you know, so we, we brewed, um. We brewed a bit of our uh, our own beer, and and then over time we were, um, you know, we we realised that we better have our own brewery. Um, but yes, yeah, so you, you weren't of, called Kaji back then either, right? We started out as like Mash. six months, yeah, yeah, that we were Monster Mash. Very oh really? Okay, yeah. Um, but the yeah, so the concept was that we that we we had a tank in their brewery, but we were also 
Um, we paid a bit of like, I guess we would call it rent, but it paid for all the fixed fixed costs. And then we had a variable cost per litre that we paid yeah. as well, um, yeah. you know, for consumables sort of stuff. Um, pro- provide your own raw materials and packaging. Yeah. Yeah. And everything else we provided ourselves. Um, and yeah, it was, that was, you know, it was, a, it was a really like uniquely um, low cost of entry kind of um, way to get into the into the brewing business, mm. whilst, um, whilst, maintain, whilst maintaining control over your product. Yes, exactly. Full yeah, full, that was the biggest thing. Almost full control. We we didn't mm. really have, you know, we we didn't have control over really everything in terms of like we couldn't invest in. The, in the new equipment and um, and the and the way that every other brewer was using the equipment, which you know, as a brewer as as brewers now, we know that the way that you maintain your brewery um, is part of your beer quality. So um, that not to say that there was anything wrong with the, with the way that they were doing it, just that we weren't you know we weren't really in charge of that, but we certainly had. You know, we had input into all of those sorts of things. In and uh, you were, you, know, you were packaging as, as well as kegging, or just. Yeah. So you're doing uh, tall bottles? Yeah. 500 mil yeah, bottles. Yeah. 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 And, and they had a big bottle machine then, did they? They had a, like a smaller one. It was a four head semiotic. So you'd operate that yourself. 14 times. <laughs> I could see. <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking at Nat as like, as soon as he said it's the forehead, and then he did this breathing like, like that. <laughs> it was a lot of touch points. It was like 14. Four, you'd handle each bottle, I think, fourteen times. So every wow. single beer, every single beer that anyone bought from Kaiju for those two years, I had touched every single one of those bottles fourteen times. Fourteen times. <laughs> that's a lot of touching. <laughs> yeah, that's what more do you think? Some of the um, like that that like you said, that arrangement was really unique. What what were some of the highlights or some of the funnier moments that you recall from from being at Cavalier? I remember someone dropping a 30-litre, um, what was it, one of the, maybe the keg, what keg king started making the <laughs> plastic kegs. Maybe it was, I can't remember if it was one yeah. of them, but they, they used this hook. You used this hook oh, to the kind d- of pick it up. Old, yeah, yeah, yeah. What were they? What were they? They weren't kegs. The dolium kegs? They were dolium, maybe, yeah. yeah. And it just... just oh, like, and it exploded. Bam! It just landed on the ground and just exploded everywhere. That was pretty <laughs> pretty awesome. I mean, there was... There was it, you, it was more memorable for the for kind of some of the awful stuff that happened, like <laughs> hearing about one of the brewers... Um, who had a significant safety incident um, yes. at the brewery? Oh, I've got a video um, of that. Would you like to see it? Not the not uh, that uh, one that you're thinking of. No. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got do a. You mean this, do you mean the gusher? Yeah. Or the, or the auger? The gusher. Yeah. No, right. I've, gusher. I've seen the video. I've seen the video. Um, and you need the audio. Um, one but it was quickly. One. The audio was, was amazing. Oh. Incredible stuff. But... Because that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play it, but the, the phrase that was said in that video mm-hmm. will live in fucking infamy. I will never forget it. Can you at least type it into the chat so I know what you guys are fucking talking Can about? I, I'll just say it because say it's it. basically yeah. it's just it's basically 
a person at the, I won't name it, I won't show the video, but a person at the top of a ladder with a manway door open and just dry hopping and gushing beer coming out and he had nowhere to go and he was just so frustrated that losing all this beer and in this shitty situation and all he could say was, fuck my fucking bleeding asshole. <laughs> oh. You imagine the frustration there. I mean, we might need to blank that out. <laughs> I'm not. I told you, Anna. I do not edit this podcast. I'm. I'm, I'm busy enough. Okay. It was just. It was just. Just such a just a phenomenal moment, and um, yeah, it was just for uh, for all of us. We, you know, like there was first and first and last time for everything as well. Although that wasn't the last time that happened. Yeah. But, um, never, never happened to us there. Uh, but you know, like it was kind of like no one ever put their finger in the auger again. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and we figured out, you, you just figured out things along the way. And so, well, I the mean, person, obviously. Isn't it, in, isn't it interesting, though? The person who filmed the Gusher video is the person who got their finger caught in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Which is hardly just desserts. Like, I think that's a bit overkill. A bit of a uh, theme. There. <laughs> uh, is it not the same person who uh, who emptied the hot liquor tub and left the, and left the elements on? Oh yeah! And do you know how the hot liquor tank emptied? Mm-mm. It just it was just left on boil overnight. Remember that, like all the whole brew, the brew was the hot liquor tank oh. was on. It boiled, and it literally a five thousand liter, and it just boiled and steam just filled up, yeah. and everyone and lots of people had cardboard packaging. On the top oh. row of the, the pallet racks, and it just got oh. all sogged with steam yeah. and stuff like that. It's like it would have been raining in there. Like it would have yeah. been dead set. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, amazing. Unbelievable. Stuff. My my yeah. personal favorite um, was that was when um, the Hop Nation boys, when they were um, gypsy brewing there, asked me to dry hop one of their beers for them, and so I went, yeah, no worries, you know. And so I jump up the ladder and that sort of thing, and I go to open the manway door, and as you as you know, none of the hinges on the manway doors were installed or properly. Well, it wasn't my tank, but on a lot of the other tanks, there was no hinge on the manway door, and the manway door weighed about twenty five or thirty kilos. And I was not prepared to be at the top of a ladder and just swing open a, a thirty kilo door, only to find out there's no hinge and being at the top <laughs> of the ladder. And then Grum was walking past at the time, and I said, "Grum, run." And I dropped the door and the door slid down the side of the tank and sheared off the sample port oh. and emptied and emptied the tank. Oh. I don't remember that. I mean, I, I wasn't there on the day, obviously, but wowza. Oh. Yeah, so that was how big, interesting How big a tank one. was this? 30 heck. Oh, are you still friends with those guys, Hender? So yeah, much? yeah, yeah. We're great. I, I, I apologized profusely. I was like, oh, I didn't, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And like, you don't intentionally go drop a fucking 30 kilo manway door off the top of a, you know, four meter tall tank. One of your competitors' cheer, beers. And cheer, cheer off the um, thing. They no, weren't competitors. Not competitors. That's one thing, I isn't it? Back in those days, we weren't, we weren't competitors. We were no. like, it was everyone is in this fun kind of club together because there wasn't really was a... any money involved. No, no one was no. making money. No one no. no one had the had the really 
well, we certainly didn't get into it thinking we're going to make lots of money. We really just got into it to to make beer as ridiculous as it, as it sounds. Like the, yeah. the business plan was never was it was never a business plan. You know, like a thirty five yeah. heck tank in someone else's brewery isn't a, isn't a business plan. Um, it's a good no. start though. It's a it's a pretty awesome way to get your brand out there. Absolutely, yeah, getting the brand out there, yeah, um, yeah. So. That was, but so and, uh, that's kind of you know that's one of the things that's kind of happened over the years is that we've we've gone from just being really kind of collegiate kind of industry to there's much more competitiveness. Mm, um, yes, and you know which I really miss. I really miss those days, like in yeah. many ways, you know. Um, but everyone just really loved beer, and um, and that's what that's what we were doing it for, and we were sharing ideas and. Um, it was a really good time, you know. We were, we were all out together like every weekend. Yeah, it was like mm. we, were, we were all meeting up. Yeah, mostly yep. at um, a beer at Summers's bar. Alehouse project. Alehouse project. The other big balls. Or <laughs> 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 well, remember that night? Where, like, was like all of the Cavalier crew and a few of the Gypsy Brewers there, and that sort of thing. There was like a McKellar event, a Biro. And little Edward Street there, and we just went there, and we were drinking all these fucking ten percent beers, and literally melted our faces off. And I think I wasn't there. Oh, we? I thought you were there. I was pretty drunk. We had a, <laughs> we did have a good um a good Christmas party with the with the Cavalier mob one time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you were there, and you were there mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that was the day that I set up the. I think I think it was. We changed the kaiju. Yeah, I set up the kaiju beer Instagram page. I was like, "What's this Instagram all about?" <laughs> and you, mm. and uh, and Hendo and, and Heath were just like, "Just set up an Instagram account. Just do it." I was like, "Okay," and I did it, and that would have been and that our was the first kaiju, post. the kaiju beer one. Okay, I just remember yeah. drinking Peronis out of a bottle. Yeah, that night. That was, what do you yeah. think um, was your best batch of beer out of Cavalier? Because it was hard to get good batches of beer out of there, you know, all, all of all the challenges and that sort of thing. It's hard to get consistent beer out of there. Um, yeah. Because uh, I remember well, I mean, the first. Was... The, I remember when you guys first started, right? And and like uh, Stephen Cavalier was was, was 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 very cagey. He wouldn't he wouldn't say who you were before I met you. <laughs> it was really strange. <laughs> And and he said, "Oh, there's another there's another brewing company open. I can't tell you who it is. Though. I can't tell who it is." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, radio." Anyway, I met you guys that sort of thing. And then I was talking to I think I remember talking to Nat. And I was like, "What are you What are you gonna What are you gonna brew?" And he goes, "And you go, I'm I'm brewing this fucking nine ten percent fucking triple IPA." And I'm like, "That's your Double first IPA. beer, double IPA." Double and I was like, IPA. "And it's like, oh, that's that. and I'm like, that's your first beer." And you're like, "Yep." And then the palate of hops came. It was just a fucking. Brew extortion amount of hops i'm like wow <laughs> they really <laughs> didn't think through, think this through. No. <laughs> <laughs> then we tried to package it and i think the yeah. first day we got 20 liters out of uh into a keg oh, and we're like dear. okay maybe we'll come back was, in a couple of days it was 20 liters of hot matter went into that matter. Keg. wow and how did, how did you get that we, beer out then because i remember drinking your beers in queensland back then you must have been able to get them out there somehow. It wouldn't have been. It would probably. It was have only been ten hectolitres that we managed to package of that beer, mm. like of 
30 heck or something that we made. Oh, my God. It was, it was so bad. Shit we sold it direct. Um, yeah. So back then time. you were like, how, who, who were you selling beer to and, and how were you selling it? Um, I, so we had um, we had the cider um, for a year before we were making beer. So we had some uh, some of that channel. Uh, the cider was going through the wine company that I was working for, um, oh, but yeah. they didn't. But they didn't take on the beer, and like you know, in reality, they didn't want the cider. They just didn't want me to leave. Yeah, right. um, so tickets, yeah. So, um, but then no, I, it was pretty quick. Oh no, no, we we were straight into North Down. Yeah, it was we like within North a Down. month we were straight into North Down. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. we were through the so we were through Nelson Wine Company and we were through North Down with the cider, and then when we started making the beers, um, Adam was just like, "Oh, what's this now?" And we were like, "Oh, do you want to sell that beer? I guess." Um, <laughs> but we, we sold it. We were selling it. It's like you asking him out on a date. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, we were selling it direct for like a, like a couple of months, maybe a couple of months, a month or two. Um, but yeah, like Adam got straight into, and, and Julie, uh, Adam and Julie got straight into selling the, selling the beers and they did a really, really good job. Um, so we sold the first batch of the, the double IPA, pretty much all, I think all ourselves. Three days. Um, yeah. Three days. Yeah. <laughs> Because there was so little. It was it was ten heck. <laughs> so you already had like um, like you already had a bit of a following. Is that is that how you sold it or like how how did you sell it? No. So Chris from um, Slow Beer got it right, and like on the day or so, we must have dropped it off to him or something, and he he posted something about it, and then <laughs> people just wanted it. That's cool. Yeah, that's a, that's what it was like back at back then. It was like. If you made something that looked looked interesting, the interesting, and somebody posted influential posted about it, like Slow Beer had a pretty good following. That's how you marketed beer back then, you know. And, and it and was could... just, it was a pretty unique beer. Like you know, the amount of hops, um, because <laughs> we we had spent um, a couple of years, or in particular in that trying to find hoppy beers in Australia, and like, and he was like, oh well, I'm, I, the hop, the beers that I'm making at home are. Uh, have have that hop intensity of like the American beers that, that we really liked, mm. um, and they they just there weren't that many of them around. And also, you know, now we know that the reason that um, you know we enjoyed our beers so much was because we were drinking them so fresh. Mm. That's probably part of it, um, because you know the reality is those five hundred ml bottles they probably they probably had some massive amount of DO in them, but they tasted yeah. great for a few days. Mm. Uh, some would have had pretty low. You just had to get them out quick. 100, 200, yeah. 300 <laughs> PPB. Or a, a thousand. in PPMs. PPMs. Oh, that machine was such a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. But um, we, yeah, wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have started without it. So. No, nah, that's right. We've got to start all... somewhere. All of that no stuff had performed machine. way better than it than it should have. Like it, it, all of that stuff made and packaged more beer than it really should have. Like the yes. fact that we were making, I was what making eighteen hectolitres of, you know, six and a half percent beers on a ten heck brew house at a time yes. was pretty ridiculous. Yes, yeah, that's right. Like five hundred so- kilo mashes in yeah, in we, a ten it was basically. Brew house. It was 
bonkers. It was, it was, it was bonkers. So it was a little electric two-vessel brew house and um, um, and Nat would be like, um, you know, mashing 500 kilos into something that, that really only should have taken half that amount and um, and then high-gravity brewing. So basically getting a really high-gravity oh, wow. wort into an electric kettle and then diluting it, liquoring it back and still getting 18 heck out of a 10 heck brew house of a, of a big-ass beer. It was... Wow. The, you, just, you didn't want to. Just, you didn't want to brew three times, you know. Like no, you, you no. If you could brew twice three, instead of three times, then you're doing okay, you know. And yeah, that's aftermath was always that that we would just do it as two, and we do yeah. it at fourteen heck. But still, like we're getting nine percent. I mean, look, it was it was like ten percent dextrose, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shh! Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so after the Cavalier days, you know, you, you, you ultimately decided that you were going to make your own mark and, and build your own brewery and that sort of thing. Uh, how, how did the, um, how did the, 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 the Dandy South Massive become a thing? A lot of pain. <laughs> I don't think it was that painful. The, the, the thing was that we, um, sorry, um, we the brew pub model wasn't like the done thing at the time. We we thought if we could put some kind of front of house into our brewery, that'd be great. But also, like we're we're interested in the beer and the process of making beer, kind of more than running a hospitality venue as well. And we just like we just didn't have enough money to to rent a place. That that would be able to like we'd be able to have front of house and production and um, and that we and then we'd be able to like set it up you know the cost involved in setting up your front of house is is pretty considerable um, so we just we got a pretty cheap rent in a um, in a factory and when I say cheap rent um, dad bought the factory and we still pay rent to dad to um, to the factories that. Uh, that we use, and um, and we spent, you know, we spent all this money on equipment, and um, the money was pretty much that was like an investment by our family into the into the business. So an investment by our basically by our parents into the into the business. Um, yeah, and what? Like, so what year was if, that? Sorry, did, did I miss the, the year? That was twenty fifteen. By, that was oh, that we started producing there. Yeah. 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 Right. And and was that you were still in bottles process. then, or you were thinking about cans at that point? It was still it was bottles. All, still bottles. Still bottles. Uh, and, uh, bottles. And you were thinking. I know thinking because about I cans remember because because at the time what happened was <clears throat> when Nat and Cal and, and and the Reeves family decided to build the brewery, it was sort of like becoming not great to be at Cavalier, and so you know Exit decided to come down. Uh, with them and I was like oh I'd love to come down as well and that kind of was a bit of a a, a, a good setup at the time because it basically made it so that 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 Nat and Cal could get full utilization out of a, a brewery with a decent amount of capacity pretty quickly mm. and it was just it was just a good fit at the time and and you mentioned this last um last Saturday uh Cal but I, I still remember 
the fucking arguments you and you and Nat would have <laughs> over over the fucking the, the the three labels the three labels on your bottles. You're like so putting labels on a bottle, right? You think it's fucking easy. It's not fucking oh. easy at all, right? And so when we they were putting front label, back label, and a neck label on oh, a bottle. Nice. And they yeah. have to line up fucking perfectly, you know, especially the neck label. And just being privy to some of the very heated conversations that these two boys had about fucking neck labels was hard to watch. <laughs> so, uh, and we were doing it on, um, like, pretty budget labeler. It was kind of like the, the neck labeling part of that labeler was a... Um, was a like very much add on, <laughs> and um, like it, it was it was capable of doing things, but you learn all of the things that you need to learn while you you know while you're doing these you know while you really only when you've spent all the money is when you start learning what you should have known beforehand. Yeah, um, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Yeah, and we tried all sorts of things. Oh, maybe we should have had the labels wound the other way or. You know, like so that so that they got a different fold into the memory of the of the the way that they go onto the onto the the bottles. Because what would happen would be, even when you got the neck label onto the bottle, um, the bottle was dry. It goes through the goes through the bottling machine, and it just hasn't had long enough to adhere to the bottle before before the sweat starts forming on the. The condensation starts forming on the bottle, oh, yeah. And so you get, we get to the end of the canning line, and all of the neck labels were kind of sticking up because they're on a tighter radius than the mm. than the body labels. So they, so the memory in the label just wants it to wants it to flatten out. So the so the the, the neck labels started sort of all flaring out and not adhering to the bottles, and we were just like, forget it, just put them in the box. And actually, a lot of the time, the bottles would then slowly like the the this, the the labels would actually adhere back to the um to the bottle, but well, as oh, they God, as they warmed up, frustrating. yeah, oh yeah, shit, as they dried. <laughs> that's that's yeah. good advice. So if you, if you ignore problems long enough, they go away. Basically, they go away. That's perfect. That's great business <laughs> like that. advice. In one in one way or another, yeah, <laughs> they did go away. It was great. Um, that that yeah. year that year that you, you you started production there and that sort of thing. There was like, um, Nat. Um, Grum and 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 I. The work whisperer. We, we the work. Yeah, Grum was the work whisperer because the, yeah, he was the only right. person who could drive that godforsaken fucking brew house of yours. <laughs> and um, uh, which I think it's a, it's a black flag now. It's a black flag, isn't it? Yep. Really? Uh, that. Yeah. Wow. And um, uh, and um, he Grum was the only one that could drive it. And remember, he got the fucking the the guy from it was Italian. The Italy the guy from Italy yeah. comes out. And he, and he goes, he goes piano, 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 piano. It was the piano valve. That one little valve was the piano valve. <laughs> what does that even mean? Why is he talking about pianos? Softly, 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 softly. Oh, is that what he's saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and because he was saying slowly. It was about the CIP. You had to, but, but you, had to the... you had to open that valve really slowly, or else it wouldn't it wouldn't clean into it. Yeah. yeah right. Piano, piano, piano. But that was really interesting because at the time then we were all working on each other's beers in one way or another, another, like, you know, it was, yep. we, I remember we were getting the, the brewery. I remember we having a we had a conversation about boys, you got to get this brewery out of construction mode and into production mode. And we, <laughs> and we did that. And that was like, you know, 
we had a lot of tough conversations, but it was all for the all for good because like, and then um, you know, we had the then 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 you know, Grum the Work Whisperer was brewing. Um uh Nat was like in the cellar working trying to work the bottling line and and kegging and all that sort of stuff. And I was the guy who was like doing trying to trying to be this pseudo fucking production manager sort of thing to schedule things and do raw materials mm. and ordering and all the things poorly, right? But and there was a few teething issues and stuff like that. But in the end, that next AIBAs, we all got, I think we all got at least gold medals or trophies or something like that. Is that right? You got the gypsy. I got the gypsy trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grom got, got a, two Amber Dark Ale trophies. Yeah. Didn't, isn't that Not the year the hopped out Reb got the trophy? Or? No, no, that, that was, was, that was, that was Cavalier. Cavalier. Oh, was it? <laughs> Yeah. But was it in twenty? But was it in twenty sixteen or was that twenty fifteen? Twenty fourteen. No, it was twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Right. Yeah. Ah, I want to and show Exit you this. Got, yeah, Exit got one twenty sixteen and like twenty seventeen or eighteen or something. Yeah, for mm-hmm. milk or something like that. Milk stout. Yeah. Yeah. Always. I want to show you this photo that um that really sort of sums up the time. It's one of my favorite fucking photos um of that time when we were working. Um, in the brewery and that sort of thing. Oh Let me my just God. bring that up there. You see that one there? <laughs> Look at these cuties. I don't know what we were doing that day, but there we are in front of like all of the, the but is it the hot liquor tank or something like no, that? No, that's the yeah. wine tank. Oh, that's that the wine tank. tank. Yeah, because, yeah, okay. And what? Um, there's, a, there's a filter there that I do not recognize. Where? Uh, was that like a lenticular housing or it's something? It's a lenticular housing. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, we yeah, I remember we, we got time. yeah, we got that in for I think it was for um to get the hot material oh, out. Couldn't get the beer. No, nah, I think it was for the cider. Oh, yes. we're always for cider. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's that, that's uh, that, that was that was us. <laughs> and um, God damn it, we look so much older now. But uh, there, if you watch, if you're listening to the audio, it's basically uh, Nat Grum from Exit and myself in our respective branded t-shirts uh, at the time. <laughs> so Brew Cold Kaiju and Exit t-shirt. They're and, all black um, t-shirts. What? What's they're all black t-shirts. How original! <laughs> How original! So <laughs> that was pretty cool, eh? Yeah. Wow. Oh, it was a good time. They were good. They were good times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we so we started. We actually started brewing there, at the, like at the end of 2015. And I remember the first brew day. My God, oh, the water on the on that first brew day. Was just it's like five hours. <laughs> well, five like hour what, water. What's going on? And the stratification of the different, like, of the bits of uh, malt was just mind blowing. We were like, okay. <laughs> anyway, and we went out and bought. Um, so you know, you, that from that we learned. Okay, we went and got some sieves. Um, we got a set of sieves to start. You know, looking at the measuring the grist, um, the crush, yeah. yeah, measuring the crush, and um, and I don't know if that helped at all, but um, <laughs> but it we certainly they spent cost, some money they on cost them. like they cost fifteen hundred dollars for a set of sieves, something like that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just bonkers stuff, some expensive um, baking, yeah, yeah. But it took us how long to get a do meter, you know, like. Mm. <laughs> oh my god just the troubleshooting you guys were doing to get laundering to work properly and 
you know, like because um, it was a mash, it was a mash kettle yeah. and a lauder yeah. ton, yeah. and yeah. you would transfer the mash over to the lauder ton and then lauder back into the kettle, and yeah. that and that we changed different ways to transfer the mash and all that sort of stuff. And in the end, it was like, fuck it, just single infusion. Let's just get the grist yeah. straight into the lauder ton and be done with it, yep. you know? That's and right. That was, that was done. We could yeah, do it problem in, solved. Do it in like an hour and a half. <laughs> do yeah. it longer in an hour and a half. No problem. Piano, really good. Piano. Yeah. Piano. Yeah, piano. 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 <laughs> piano. Oh, very good. So, yeah, so we only we were only bottling there for, for well, sorry, we were bottling there for a while, but like, uh, started packaging end of 2015. Um, and then we launched Crush end of 2016. So, wow. that the bottling, I don't know how many bottles went through that bottling line, but it was 650,000. Mm-hmm. 650,000. Um, so that was that was probably about 50 cents or more per bottle that went into the cost of the of the bottling line. Yeah. Before it just um, got decommissioned and sent elsewhere. We well we, yeah. It was like you bought a so, so what you so what you're saying is you bought a a, a very, very expensive um bottling line bottling right right at the end when bottles were no longer becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. We the, bought it the, and it, then Pirate Life and then Pirate Life happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. So Pirate Life came out with cans, and all of a sudden you've got this expensive bottling line, and you're like, "Well, we we put ah. down we, we put down the deposit on all this equipment like so long before, before anything arrived." It was 2014. 2014 was when we was when we yeah, ordered yeah. the equipment. Mm. Yeah, because it was really interesting process. as well. Because like it, you know, I was like looking at doing Reset Robot in cans. And getting uh, East Coast in or something like that, and it was just basically unheard of. And um, um, and yeah, there you go. Fucking. So is that what you did for, for your cans? You got East Coast canning in. It never Wouldn't happened. Be... It never no, happened. Sorry, the Kaiju guys. Yeah. So crush. That was that was an amazing day. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> another, <laughs> another one. Another day of many. Yeah. So <laughs> we 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 got. So originally we had five 50 hectolitre fermenters and then we we bought um, four 80 hectolitre fermenters to do triple batches into. And in the end, we just made them double batches, which was great. Um, but we were doing them as, um, we, we had a bright tank, but it was a 50 hect bright tank. So we were like, oh, well, let's just um, uni tank this beer. Because that's what we did at Cavalier. Mm. Um and we made we made this new beer crush, and it was going to go into a can. And um, we were we were trying to package it, and it was Chris and um, Simon. Simon, um, my very good friend Simon, was working for them at the time. And yeah, we we're trying to put beer in the can. And on the first day, it's like, oh, it's not really working very well. Oh, look, you know, it, it took a while to set up and everything. So we did like two hours of packaging and we lost a lot of beer, but we were like, oh, look, we'll, we'll do it tomorrow. It'll all make more sense tomorrow. Anyway, came back in and it was like, it's just a nightmare. Like everything was just foaming out of control. Mm. And um, we were checking the car. We had one of those, um, what was that? What? Was Zama Zama. Zama. No, it Zama. Zama. no, you had no, the, you had the cheap one. It was the we cheap, had the cheap one. one. 
yeah we had the we had the Morbier one or whatever it is yeah 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 um and and it was raining fine we're like what the why is this so fucked and then i just went you know what i think this is over carbonated and it's like no but the readings are saying that so i um went over to bad shepherd and i grabbed theirs and i i took it back to the brewery and plugged it in and it was like you know uh three three volumes of CO2 or whatever, like well, normally you want six, 2. Six, 6, or... six grams a litre. That's sa- that's saison carbonation. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was out of control. Anyway, somebody had dropped the um, uh, CO2 meter at some point, but didn't bother to tell anyone that they'd done that, and so the thing was broken. And we were literally we were trying to launch this product that we're like, this is going to be our product. This is going to be the thing that actually makes us profitable and yeah it was totally fucked so we we went all right let's let's degas it and we'll 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 let it lose a bit of gas overnight and we'll come back and finish it off and and chris was like yep i'll you know he, he we only had him for two days but he said look i'll just stay for the extra day and we were very appreciative of that because mm. The next day we could package it, but the problem was because we uni tanked it, all of that shit that was like stuck to the cone and everything as we were doing oh, the bubbles just gone, that came up, it's just so all the bubbles up. and lifted up all and the so hot material. So it was hazy as all fuck. But it turns out that people were like, "Hey, this is great," and they're like, "This is super hazy," and I love it. And I was just like. Okay. <laughs> it was better when it wasn't easy, but you know, whatever. You do you. <laughs> yeah. And this um, was pre hazy. This was Yeah. Yeah. This was and so what was what was your intuition bringing that beer out? Like like why did you think it was a good idea to bring it out? I mean obviously it was, but how did you know that before? Well, I I just so I woke, it wasn't it wasn't one of those oh it came to me in a dream thing. It was literally I woke up in the morning and I had the name Kaiju Crush in my head. And great name. Yeah. Uh, that's, that was the thing. I was like, this name this name is awesome. And I can see I didn't see the the can that we have now, but I saw it as like it's a tropical pale ale. I thought of um it, originally it made me think of the Hawaiian punch, um, you know, that American um cordial. Because we used to have this game that we would play at our grandma's house because there wasn't much to do there. And it was like, it was the Hawaiian punch game and you would have, it's like plasticine and you would, there was a mold for a pineapple and you put the plasticine into that and you make the pineapple and then you, you'd you move around the board and every time you landed on whatever, they'd use this Hawaiian punch dude and you'd squish them and you couldn't finish the game if you were squashed. You could only finish the game as a pineapple. Anyway, it just all the <laughs> things that I just woke up with this all in my head, and I'm like, ah. Oh, and I messaged Callum, and I'm like, this is this is the thing. I'm like, Kaju Crush, it's tropical pale ale. Was tropical um, pale ale a thing back then? I think you said, I think you said like a tropical XPA. Is that yeah, something right. like that? I don't, anyway, I don't we, remember, but yeah, that was yeah. That, well, there was I never no, I hadn't the, seen a tropical pale ale before that. I, no, I I. I think that we had the first one. I'm, I'm not going to say that we did, but um, I felt like it was. Um, and then we did an iteration. I, I made a like you know 30 liter batch of it, and um, 
it was what was it Australian Cascade Mosaic um I can't remember what else I put in it at the time and it was like yep this is great and I was like no nah, it's not quite right we're gonna we need something else for it and of course I had to put Simcoe in there because I put Simcoe in almost everything mm-hmm. so it was like put the Simcoe in there and then then we had this beer and we told you know Mikey our designer and he sent back these designs and there was just you know there were four or five of them and there was just that one that was like that is it mm. the, the pineapple dude that's mm-hmm. and that's and kaiju crushes is available fucking everywhere now yeah it's it's national um so it's in every dance and bws and yeah yeah, it should be. Uh, Liquorland. All the coals. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a big responsibility and that's a that's a long way from a 30 heck tank at Cavalier. Yes. That's an interesting way to put it, Henna. A big responsibility. Yeah. It's mm. but it's true. Um and so and and early on in our in having our own brewery. Uh, we went through we went through some stuff with um, with some malt that was not good, mm. um, and so we so we um, uh, and so having put out beer that that turned out to not be right, mm. uh, we definitely felt that responsibility more keenly, um, and so. But the, you have to learn these things, and we have learned them. You know, you take it on the chin, and you uh, and you learn from the experience, and um, and so that has, you know, that that has led to just our you know fastidious approach to quality mm. in the brewery, um, and we've built it up over time, and we continue mm. to do so mm. um, because we, you know, we are we are very serious about how about about ensuring that our beer is excellent and uh and how do we make the next batch the next batch the best batch mm, mm. It's, i mean i think you know like it sounds like hyperbole or something but it's not like it's that's one hundred actually true. that is actually the the mantra that i use for the rockstar brewer academy which is my next batch will be my best yeah yeah well we've borrowed it sorry sorry Henry. oh but that's <laughs> but, Thanks for the beer tokens. (laughs) (laughs) That's a three-token phase. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. It's a three-token phase. So 10 years in, what's next? What is next? (laughs) Our our trend of uh, of making beers with uh, less alcohol and and less hops continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we, I mean, we've, we're releasing um, a Cerveza crisp lager in the next couple of weeks. Um, which has been on the, that's been something we've been working on for several months now. And um, I mean, this is like, it, it's another one. It's, it's like, it's actually a really exciting process mm. to go through. Um, I'm sure that Matt will elaborate more on it, but it's uh, every time we've made a beer that seems to be like a more easy drinking, it's more hard brewing, you know, like it's yeah. <laughs> crush took well, crush took a long time to get right for, for yes. you know, like it was several batches, like quite a few bat homebrew batches that Matt made before we were like, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, that's it. Like mm. you were saying. And, 
and this one, it's like lots of iterations on our on our pilot kit, um, and that can that can probably tell you it was, tell you more it, about I, that. I, I I'm I'm glad you mentioned the the Cerveza because I was like um, when I when I went to your Huntingdale venue last last Saturday, beer and, and pizza. I saw the I saw the the beer and pizza. Yes, um, I saw the Cerveza on tap, and I'm just like. That's the least kaiju kaiju beer that I've seen, and I was I was enamored by it because, like, I, I cast my mind back to that first batch of aftermath that Nat put in the tank at Cavalier, like wheeling in the half a pallet of hops and trying to smash as much beer, much hops into thirty heck as possible, to now doing something that's really fucking difficult to make, right? And I was really intrigued that this beer had happened and I was very excited to try it and a little bit of trepidation as well, because I do remember Nat's first attempt at trying to make a lager and um, it's pretty shit. And, it was 100% and, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it had, it literally had the, the, the diastole, the acetaldehyde. It didn't have diastole. Um, <laughs> and, it didn't have diastole. Um, How dare you? <laughs> it had, it, could, should we call it diastole? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely had acid aldehyde. It had a lot of that. And and it was acid. And it was just, I was just like, oh man, he's never going to get it. But I tried this beer, and then Nat and I, we had this conversation about lager, and you blew my fucking mind, mate, about your learning journey about um, about lager and the technical knowledge that you had acquired. What happened? You changed, man. Yeah, I mean, when I I never I never liked I never really liked lager. Like I, I the shit we get in Australia is is awful. Like the macro beer, macro lager has been awful for a long time. Um, and and I still swear by that. It's I I don't want to drink it. Um, yeah. So and and. And all the imported shit we used to get was all just fucked, you know. By the time mm. we got it, mm. it wasn't it wasn't something that I wanted to drink. Um, and then I, you know, I'd been to Germany before, and I I didn't mind um, Dunkelbier or anything like that. Like I liked it, um, but I didn't really care. I didn't want to waste my like I didn't want to spend the time making that kind of beer. Um, and I I didn't mind Hellas, but it's yeah, not really. Teller still isn't my kind of thing. Um, but then when Leah and I went on our honeymoon in 2017 um, and we yeah. went to... It's um, so you, should, you kind of need to say that you married a, a German girl. Like, yeah, so yeah my, that's my, kind of important. Yeah. Where did you, yeah, where did you meet her? Where did you meet her? Oh, I don't know. It was, some, <laughs> was someone's 40th birthday. I don't, I'm not sure. A million years ago. Yeah. Is that right? Who's who's 40th? I don't know. He he, he didn't have a beard. Um, <laughs> that's about all I remember about him. No, I did meet my wife at, at uh, Hendo's 40th birthday, so there you go. Oh, um, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And considering my 50th enough. is coming up very Your soon. 50th is coming up. You're planning it. Yeah, maybe I can again. meet my next wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to um, Germany, and what happened? Yeah. So, you know, we went to... Well, first, well, first we landed in um, Denmark, and she's so Leah's from the Danish border, 
in Germany. So she's um, in this little town from this little town outside of Flensburg, which is like right on the the Danish border. Um, and so we we went there and. I drank all the craft beer there because Julie Julie was back in Copenhagen at that time, so mm. Julie took us around. Um, who was our old rep, um, the old North Down rep, who um, was a very good rep. Like she was unbelievable, but also just an awesome, awesome person. Um, and yeah, drank all the craft beer there, and then went to um, her mum's house, like went to Leah's mum's house um, in Flensburg, and then had Flensburg, which is. You know, when that's fresh, it's a very, very good beer. Um, and yeah, it's a Pilsner, but it's it's a North German Pilsner, so it's really uh, very dry and and very bitter. Not not as bitter as like Jever, um, which is another North German Pilsner, which is specifically known as being a proper like really bitter beer. And even on my last trip there, I was I was drinking a Jever at the train station. It was thirty something degrees outside and. Mm. I had a fight of it. By the time I got to the end of it, I was just like, this is so bitter. Because it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be almost 50 IBUs. Yeah. And it's 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 gonna like it, the final gravity on it must be like, you know, two Play-Doh or something. Like it's 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 a dry bit of beer. But Flensburg mm-hmm. is a little bit not quite as bitter. Um and I, I was like, Yeah, this is this is nice. I can I can drink this, and we would we would go. You know, wherever we went for lunch or dinner or whatever, I was just like, that's the only beer you really get there. So we drank the hell out of that. Um, but it was really when we ended up in uh, uh, Pilsen and went to, well, we went to Prague and then we did a day trip out to Pilsner and having that beer down in the cellars when you go on the tour is, is just mind-blowing. Like it's unfiltered, it's unpasteurized. It's, out of a pitch tank, pitch line yeah, tank. Yeah, that's right. It's 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 like they make the wort upstairs, but then they mm. send it downstairs. They're not sending it to their conical fermenters, you know, the humongous ones that they have outside. They're, they're sending it down into the into the catacombs, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then it's it's um, sent just into yeah another a, a sealed barrel that then it's carbonated in. And the dude, there's an old man who just sits there and pours it into a glass. And it's just so yummy. Like it's just such a yummy beer. And then, then you have that beer in a bottle or a can. It tastes like shit. But anyway, that's beside <laughs> the point. Um, yeah, that just it just blew my mind that you could have that you could make lager so delicious. And it just when we we ended up in um, in Split, um, so in Croatia, and we had okay. a bit of time there. And so I just was on my computer like trying to trying to fig- just think about how can we make a pilsner that is kaiju um mm. and so i kind of you know i was looking up what what people's best estimates were of of pilsner which i mean it as i said i don't enjoy that beer mm-hmm. um but it's it's great when it's fresh and it's and it's unpasteurized and un, unfiltered um and so when we got back we the our um, pilot system had arrived while I was away, uh, so our, our Five Egg Brew House, which is now at um, Pierre and Pizza, but um, I was I'd, I'd written a recipe for this thing, and it was it, it became Paradise Pills, which was the pills that we, we did for a while. Which you know, it's a it was still a hoppy beer, mm. like it was 
um, it wasn't massively hoppy. It was only three, four grams a litre dry hop. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it certainly was to cover up, covering up any faults that we were, that we were doing mm. in there. Um, but it was always liquid yeast from the start. I only used liquid yeast for that. Um, and yeah, that was just kind of where it all started. And, you know, I've been to Germany a few times, um, a lot, a lot of times actually. Um, mm. And every time I go, I just love everything that I drink more than the mm-hmm. last time I was there. And mm. um, I've probably done your course, Endo. Yeah. No, I'm not very good at making <laughs> lager. <laughs> but their their next well, batch is better than their last batch. So, well, that's mm. true. But that's that's they they they, they pinch that. I got three beer tokens. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fair true. My 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 real love of lager, like the the absolute, just like oh my god, the this that my my Plinty the Elder moment, you know, like that was my that was my previous beer moment was Plinty the Elder straight off the bottling line. That was like the um was uh um well that the Schlenkler straight off the wood in Bomberg was a pretty good one. But um mm-hmm. then the, it was so we went to uh you remember Andreas who used to work for Browcon? Andreas mm-hmm. Andy mm-hmm. Wagner. Yeah. He um he said, next time you come, if you're in Bavaria, you have to go to this brewery. It's not a big brewery. It's like, you know, 7 million litres a year or something, which for Germany isn't big. Um, you have to go there. It's really close to my house. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And he's like, oh, no, these guys, like, they, they win. They, they make the best pilsner in Germany. And and the brewer's American. And I'm like, well, that's that's interesting. And he's like, yeah, everybody hates the fact that he's an American, but he <laughs> yeah, makes right. these amazing German pilsner. And it's like a, you know, Southern kind of German pilsner. And I was like, I was, I was intrigued by this. And anyway, we were, we were in uh, South of Germany and we were driving from Lake Constance to uh, Salzburg, which is um, in Austria. Mm. And on the way, it was like let's let's go to this brewery, and this brewery's name is Schurrama. And we get there, and I'm, I was with Simon, um, the same Simon who used to work for East Coast Canning, and you know, very good friend of mine, um, and and my wife and my four five month old child at the time. Same wife. And hmm? same wife. <laughs> same wife. Same wife. Yes. Same one I met at Hendon's fortieth. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, all right. We get there and the brewery's closed. I'm like, oh fuck! It's like they're closed two days of the week. They're closed uh, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I think. And and I was like, what, the, what the fuck? <laughs> it's closed. All right, but you can still buy the bottles from there from their like wholesale kind of bottle shop. Anyway, we go in there, and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll order a case of this pills because I got to get it. And then I'm like waiting in the. Oh, no, sorry, I, went, I was waiting. And I was like, I'll just have a just have a wee. And I went went to the toilet. And there's a dude in the toilet and he was talking to someone else and his accent was, you know, he sounds very Bavarian. But at the same time, I was like, uh, and, I, and I just asked him, I said, are you, are you Eric? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I am. And he just starts talking this full American accent. And I'm like, oh, so this is, these are, these are your beers here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is my beer. And I was like. You met oh. him in the Dunny. I met him in the Dunnies. <laughs> and. And One time like, I oh, asked a okay. guy, are you Eric in a toilet? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was true. 
He's lucky. Was, was there eye contact? Was there eye contact? No, there was no, eye, no, was just like, no <laughs> eye contact. So anyway, we assert dominance. Yeah, he goes. Oh, <laughs> we we walk outside of the toilet before he says this, and he goes, oh, "I've got to. I'd show you around, but I've I've got to go to the. Uh, I'm going to the hot fields and and doing my uh, selection this weekend, so I've got to drive." I was like, "Okay," and then he goes, oh, "Do you want to see some beer porn?" And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." And then he's like, "All right, let's go." And then we, we so we walk across the road because this yeah the, this is tiny little town, but the brewery takes up a massive chunk of it. And we walk across the road, and Leah's there holding our baby, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm just like, "Oh, he's just going to show us a couple of things." <laughs> anyway, we we walk over to the other side, and he's like, "Oh, you guys want a beer?" And he just pulls like their Hellas, which is their biggest selling beer. He's just like, "Here we go." Just pulls three out of the fridge, and it just like pops the top off. In the you know the German fashion, where they just open it with whatever is lying around or just on the side of a table, whatever, and then we're just like yeah. And he's like okay, so he takes us to the brew house and he takes us through the cellars and everything. We're in the bottling line and we're, we're this is this is forty five minutes later. We're standing there in the bottling line room and this guy comes up to me and goes, uh, "Excuse me, uh, I think your wife is very not happy." And I turn and Leah's just at the window, just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we... like yep, okay, fair enough. So, yeah, that was, anyway, so we, we grabbed our beer and we, we went to Salzburg and we enjoyed the, the beer in Salzburg. We went to the, you know, the Augustina, you've been there. Yeah, fuck the... yeah. Yeah. And, but we got back home and we just started drinking this, this shirt on the pills and it was like, what the hell? How is this so? It was just such an amazing beer. And so then Friday, we drove back and we bought another case of it because it was <laughs> like this is we we haven't had enough of this beer. Plus, it was open, so well, that helps. We had the I had the schnitty, which was very delicious, and I got <laughs> to drink more of their beers. And yeah, just that that pills just blew my mind. And um, yeah, that, from. From that point, and so I but, was, but the, is... you, you you became enamoured with the process of making lager. What, like, mm. what, what what you know? What was the what was the thing that got you? What was the hook that got you going? Fuck! This is this is a style of beer that I want to make. You're the guy who just crams shitloads of hops into the least amount of fucking beer space, and then you go, yeah, that's beer. But making you know, lager and pilsner is very delicate and it's there's nowhere to hide your mistakes or anything like that. What was the thing that got you hooked on that though? Well, it's the, I'm, I'm honestly, I just I just want to drink fresh, delicious pills, and that's mm. not a thing that you can you can easily do um, here in Australia. But um, I one of my journeys last year to Germany. I, I had, well, I've been there three times in the last 12 months, but the one of them last year, I was at one of the breweries and because I'm like, I, I want to make this kind of beer, but everybody does it. They do. They either do single decoctions or at the very least they do step mashes. And that's not a mm. thing that we're, that we're set up to do. Mm. Um, and even, even the, the brewers there, you know, they're, most of them, aren't convinced about decoction at all. Um, Eric is very convinced by decoction. And so I'll, I'll, he, you know, he's, I'll pay he's, that. He's very, sorry, I missed that because it broke up a little bit. He's yeah. very 
attached to top decoction or doesn't yeah, give a he's, shit? Yeah, he's attached to a single decoction. That's a that his last part of his um, mashing process. He's always a decoction, and um, he's very stuck to that because he likes the the mechanical action of a boil tearing um, starch cells apart, like breaking the starch wow. into much more fermentable sugar because he likes his he likes his, his beers to be very fermentable. Um, right. So it's not about a flavour um, contribution. It's about the boiling action actually being a, chem, uh, a, a mechanical action rather than a chemical um, action on the... Um, Yes, of of the amylase enzymes, um, but yeah, I was and 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 so I've been always thinking, how do we do it? How how can we do it like this? And then, um, yeah, one brewery that I was at, and I, I spoke about these things, and he this this dude was convinced that you know the reason that they make such great beer is this yeast that they use. It's mm. um. And they do make great beer. <laughs> You're so mm. good. But um, yeah, he was convinced by the yeast, and he 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 didn't go into so much about why this yeast is so great. Except he just he was like, "Look, we can make this beer. We're we're not going to day off our fermentation times. They they changed their yeast, you know, five six years ago or something." You're talking about no. different brewery now, right? Yeah, I'm not talking about Chilama. Um, they they changed their yeast like five or six years ago. And this is like an old man beer. This is a beer that old men mm. drink. Mm. And and nobody noticed that that they had done this. Um they've knocked a day off their fermentation time and they've they've changed their their lagering has gone from six weeks to four weeks. Mm. That's a and that's a, a big moneymaker. It's a big moneymaker. And he he was just like, oh, you know, he didn't want to go into about it, but he just said, read this guy, read, read this guy's studies. And I, I started reading these articles he'd written, and it was about this brewery. And they had gotten him in because they were having massive DE, DO issues. And um, they were looking at how they can deal with what they can do about their DO issues. And they can't really do much about it because of their packaging format. But this and the Reinhardt's come well, yeah, yeah. All of the all of these things that they can't mm. they can't mess with it too much. So this guy came mm. in and was like, okay, well, let's go through all these processes. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Anyway, he just goes, let's go back to the start. And what he did was he was like, let's start using yeasts that make um, that make sulfur, like that make more sulfur than a normal than a normal mm. beer. And, and and we're not talking about making H two S here. You know, we're talking about making SO2 and, and sulfite and and stuff like we're we're not we're not talking about farts we're talking about sulfur mm-hmm. um and yeah they they they've just found that their shelf life has gone like through the roof mm, and because of the sulfur because of because fermentation derived sulfur compound yeah exactly and that, that blew my mind that's amazing like, that blew my mind yeah. when you mentioned that yeah. I, I was like are you fucking serious? You're using the yeast to help prolong your shelf life. I, I, I just, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, he gifted us the knowledge of that yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I've just been really happy with what, with what we've been making with it. It's, 
Mm. It's just a different. It's a different beast. Like it, mm. uh, I'm pretty sure it's still Pastorianus or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. It's just a. It's a. It's not like WD40. You know, it's not. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so tell us. So so tell us about the Cerveza. What's uh, tell us a little yeah, bit about so... what's in it and that sort of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of the, the idea was like, you know, I've, I've been to Germany, I've drunk lots of these beers. I really love, I love pills. You know, I love Just pills. saying Cerveza doesn't, it's not from Germany though. Yeah, I know, but this is, this is the thing, right? I'm, I'm, I, I, I really love these beers, but there's not a, there's not a place for this kind of beer. Like pills. Yeah. I mean, you've got like Rattenhund and stuff. That's a, mm. that's a great beer. Um, mm. But pills is never going to be like a, a big selling thing. No, we, Aussies don't get it. Aussies don't, don't get, get it. it. Plus, you don't like like export or something like that. You know, Dortmunder style. Like that's not a thing that's that's, that's going to sell mm. big yes. in Australia. But um, but the, Hellas, but, but we Hellas get... is Hellas not even Hellas. No, no, because I mean, but Hellas it's is multi. like yeah, and it's just you know like. <laughs> I like Hellas, but, but yeah, but, it's just, I, but I get that people don't yeah. because it's too multi and that sort of thing. And then, yeah. but you've got Corona, Corona, which is the biggest selling fucking imported beer in Australia. Yeah, yeah. And we Australian consumers have become very familiar with the style. So that's kind of the thing. It's like, well, what is a what is something that is of Germanic origin? I mean, not mm-hmm. Germany as such, probably more Austria, but still the whole, you know, I mean, it was the same country at some point. Well, it was part of the same kingdom anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, I've, I've kind of wanted to make it like it's, it, that is a style of beer that you can make taste amazing. Um, and also have a great palate that people want to drink, you mm. know. So that's kind of where it has come from. Um, I yes. Also, I drank a I drank a Corona in in Germany that was in a can that was made by AB InBev. That was so nice. Like it was so young. <laughs> it was just it was like a month old, and I was like, "What in the? I've got to get this." And yeah, to the fact that it, it was just made so nicely like okay. yeah it, it it had still had corn in it yeah but so what's the what's the what's the plan yeah. with the the kaiju cerveza are you going to buy the old bottling machine back and fire up some yeah. bottles and, <laughs> and, and, and lemon or what no. what's going on uh, no we, we, we'll, we'll just we'll just we'll just get our you know the the big brewery that owns us to put it in bottles for us um that's a nice no, beer too, uh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's very good. Um, I, look, ours for me has has more flavour, you know, and it's and yeah. I like those flavours a lot more. I think this yeast has a, a certain very, character. It's a very very tasty beer. I was my my it, it it my expectations are low to be fair because I'd never I had it's been it's been a long while since I've seen you attempt to make a lager, and I was like. <laughs> And I don't mean this to be like facetious or anything like that. No. Well, this no. is this is how Nat and I talk to each other. Like, Chill out, yeah, you know. And um, everyone, everyone who knows anyone who Nat's, anyone anyone who knows Nat, Nat personally knows that he's very 
highly critical of beers that he drinks, but that's just his nature, you know, and and um, he's just saying what's in his head, you know, and it's like no filter. That's what you get when you get that, and it's it's a beautiful thing. And um, and and I try well, <laughs> true, but I tried this cerveza at the uh, at Kaiju Beer and Pizza on um, on Saturday, and I was like, fuck. And there's been a few breweries around that are attempting the cerveza style Ooh. at the moment um, that just taste to me like a fucking corn bomb, you know. Um, yeah. And this one does not. And I was really, I just went fuck. I could, I could. I could drink this until I fall over. I, I literally felt that way about that beer. And um, so kudos to you, um, Nat, for putting such an awesome beer together. When can I fucking buy it, Cal? I just want to say that drinking it till you fall over um, is, uh, is not responsible. Kind, compliment, uh, yes, it's, yes. kind <laughs> compliment that we don't condone in yes. any way, shape or form. Yes. Uh, uh, I mean, I meant to say until I um, sit on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> we, we leave that so stuff we... for our bigger beers. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, so it's on tap at um, Kaiju Beer and Pizza at the moment, and it is on tap at um, the joint in Melbourne. A very limited, um, very limited. Uh, outlets in Melbourne where it's on tap at the moment. Um, we've been waiting for our packaging for a while, but I'm rel- oh, well, I'm told that we're going to get the um, the boxes for it next week um, mm-hmm. and we'll be packaging it probably Monday week. So um, we're hoping to, we're in, hoping to see it out in there. Cans. In cans. Yeah. They're clear cans though. So, okay, good. Yeah, that's yeah. very innovative product design. Um, does, it real a, does it have a little, does it have XO, a little pocket XO, where I put my... Petra. Actually, this is a really good question. How do you feel about people drinking it with a lemon wedge? I, I People do that um, in the, like, they'll get a pot or a, or a schooner at Kaiju Beer and Pizza and, like, and they'll ask for a wedge of lemon or lime. And, um, you know... That's absolutely fine, but for me, the beer tastes so nice, and that I I just don't I don't want to I don't want to put that in it. You know, like I don't want to change the original flavour. I don't need to mask anything. Aussies put wine, uh, lime, and lemon wedge into like you know the 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 the, into Corona that sort of thing. There was some it was like fucking on papery or something like that. It was just a mask that or something. Like that. There's a there's a, there's a story. There's a rumor behind it, I suppose. But uh, so this is this rumors. is basically. I, I I would say if 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 you're a beer drinker and you're going to go try the kaiju cerveza, just leave the lemon and lime wedge out. It does not need it. Well, it's really hard to <clears throat> it's really hard to drink a a can with a lemon or lime wedge in it. Well, you look like a dickhead for a start, but, you know. It is, but, you know, like, yeah, it's definitely a thing, but uh, certainly the beer doesn't need it. Um, But if you want to pour it in a glass and put a a wedge of something in it, um, I I have tasted it and it certainly doesn't improve the, it doesn't improve the beer. Um, and And that is because there's nothing to, there's nothing to hide. You know, I, and I find the same with the, um, you know, with the Volta one. Like, it doesn't improve the beer to put a bit of citrus in it. Like, the beer tastes mm. nice. Mm. You know, so mm. why why would you do it? 
<laughs> but um, you know, not to not to be not to disparage anyone's anyone's choices in the matter. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, that's a really amazing transformation that 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 kaiju continues to go through. One would might even call it a metamorphosis. Oh, and wow. um, <laughs> nice. and and I look forward to um what you guys are going to do uh in the future. And um, congratulations on the ten years. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, probably um, lolly lolly RTDs. Yeah, that's right. So. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, we we have on this podcast a total of twelve listeners, and awesome. um, I'm I'm pretty sure that they've got some questions. Uh, well, be, Dan. before before you transition into that, Endo, I have had a brief look at the questions, and there's not a whole lot of value this week. So, but there. So I think maybe we will skip that section with these guys. But there was one <laughs> nice comment. So, I'm, so the rule is the rule is is that Dan posts puts a post in our Facebook group. So we have a Boss and the Brewer Facebook group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash boss and the brewer. And um and so before every episode, Dan asks for the 12 listeners for 12 questions. But I'm not allowed to look at it before the no. show. And it is to be fair, it's very hit and miss. Sometimes you'll get like yeah. 20 really good questions, and sometimes you'll get just Absolute trash, and this Just is what ask. unfortunately one of those weeks. <laughs> oh god! I did. Oh, I did see one nice. Um, well, actually, somebody did. This was a question I wanted. I actually know the answer to this one, but Lou Cooper um, asked question. Question colon. Oh, actually, I don't actually. All right, well, a couple of questions about the name change. So, if you guys come comfortable talking about that, we're going back a few years. But absolutely. Okay. So yeah. one was why did you change your name? I think think we'll get to that with with the answer of the next one. So Lou Cooper said, was the the um the name the Monster Mash name change as Amica? Oh, actually, that's a fuck. Now I'm confused. How about we start with this one? Why the why the change from Monster Mash to Kaiju? Let's let's start with that one. That's from Luke Cooper. So we um yeah, that was because uh Monster Energy Drinks owns the trademark to the word monster in class thirty two, which is beer and all and they don't make beverages. Uh... Yeah. Um so it's 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 all carbonated beverages as uh, as well. So um and you know, we got advice on it, and the advice was um, it will cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you will probably not win. So, right. or it wasn't you probably won't win. It was just like um, there's every possibility that you won't win, and um, and we were like, how about we change our name? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, Kaiju's you know, a way better name. It is a way better name. Yeah. So, can, sorry, can I ask you, my question uh, around that was because we 100%. were talking about that time and this was when you were taking off. Like, was was that, I remember when I was drinking your beers at the time, uh, it was fucking big news from my memory in my little world at the time. It was big news. Like, for you guys, was it like a, a really stressful thing or was it like you, you're chilled about it now? It was a long time ago. Though. Like, at the time, was it a, a real stressful thing? It wasn't changed. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was stressful. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. We just didn't know what we were doing, you know. Um, we didn't know to look up IP, you know, and we didn't know to to um, to about ABAC before we before we put a um, anthropomorphic pineapple on our can. Yeah, you know? I found about that one the hard way as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, you just you just learn lessons. If oh, yeah, 
I don't know. Um, did you think I, you were going? Do you think you were losing the brand that you created, like when you had to give it up, or do you think everything would be fine? We'll just change the name. I think um, actually, I remember what I thought at the time. It was just like it's probably we could probably individually talk to every single person who's who has bought our product, you know, at this stage. Mm. Um, to say we're going to change the name. Yeah, yeah you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, so we I, like we had a Facebook page, and um, you know, and so we were able to communicate to to everyone, hey, this is a thing, and also like anyone who was buying our beers was also engaged with, um, with certainly Crafty Pint. I imagine Ale of the Time was a thing then. I'm pretty sure at the time, and um, so it it wasn't like it. It, like it kind of probably was the biggest news in in um in what was called craft beer at the time um for you know one one Wednesday and mm. so uh, I think that we, it got communicated it got communicated pretty well and yeah so it was fine um it, it, at the end it was extremely stressful because we're like well we've we've got this we've got this brand now what can we change the name to? And obviously we did think about like, what are the possibilities for changing the name? And the, the biggest, uh, the biggest thing was that we had like the, the designs on the bottles, we had been referring to the monster on the designs as a kaiju. So. Ah, okay. Was, that makes sense then. Cause that's what it was. It was a, it was like a Godzilla type. Godzilla know. kaiju. Yeah. Yeah. You've got Godzilla so behind you there, right? Is it? It's a, it's a natural, no natural progression there. This is my wife's office, actually. So there's <laughs> lots of kaiju. She's she's um, she's the she's the kaiju enthusiast. Um, okay. uh, yeah, uh, lots of lots of funny Japanese things and and Lego. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, Luke Cooper's other question was: um, Was the behemoth naming issue really as amicable as it seems? If so, I'm happy. That common sense prevailed. So that's a slightly different story. Um, well, I mean, it took a lot longer. Obviously, I mean, you know, like it. it there were, and it's not. It's we're actually not really allowed to talk about it um, mm. too much. But just we, to we don't have to answer the question been... as long as I don't have to edit the podcast. We can skip it if, mm. if you want. Oh, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's amicable and. Um, you know, and and we've been able to sort of you know have a have a chat with um, with Andrew, um, and you know, and he and, and you know they've they've approached it. Uh, you know, I, I think we've we've all gotten a bit older and and more mature over the past couple of years, and been able to been able to find some common ground. And so I'm you know I'm pretty stoked with mm. with the fact that we don't that 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 isn't um, you know that's not a thing anymore. Mm. And I can imagine I can imagine from your guys' perspective that having been through um an 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 IP situation with with Monster Mash and Monster Energy Drink and then having to deal with it from the other side would have been would have created some very challenging um you know thoughts in your mind and that sort of thing as to the the, the best way to deal with it, you know. And um and I'm and I'm glad it's come to a, a good and amicable outcome. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like you know, like I think everyone's got enough going on in their lives, and um, uh, you know, and and the good thing is that we that we can both be we can both operate with we'll we'll continue to use that name for one of our beers, 
mm-hmm. and they can they can use that name for for any of their beers in Australia, which is definitely a, a makes makes life a lot easier for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. With, um, so not to not to assume, but I imagine probably does. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, can I show you another photo? Please. <laughs> this one's a good one. I think it's I think it's um it's definitely Nat and. Um, and there's a there's a there's a lady called Rebecca in, and then it, well actually <laughs> have a look. No, there's two ladies called Rebecca. It's Rebecca, Rebecca in the thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> How do you find these photos, Henry? You're you're a whiz with finding photos very quickly. I've got my I've got my archive here. I should I should actually create an Instagram called account called Hendo's Archive because I've got some really cool shit there and. That's hilarious. I, I don't think I don't think um I don't think Becky's fucking aged a fucking day. No. <laughs> that was the thousand IBU stare. You made all That's the memes. The out of it. IBU stare. <laughs> no. It was the, I you made the memes. <laughs> you sent them you sent me so many of them and they were all amazing. <laughs> I forgot we called it the thousand IBU stare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. All right, one more. This is not a question. This is this is um Jamie Dom just wanted to say thanks. Crush was the first craft beer I had the pleasure of enjoying. Oh great. That's pretty cool. It's a good gateway beer. Yeah. Very good. I'm glad. Awesome. Well well done, guys. I we we gotta let these guys go here though. It's been an hour and a half, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Um, thank you so much, um, Nat and Cal, for joining us this evening. And it's been very insightful listening to your uh, your story of your of ten years at uh, at Kaiju, um, and uh, if you haven't ha- if you you know if you go to a fucking Dan Murphy's or a BWS to buy beer, go buy a fucking Kaiju beer. Don't chuck a lemon in it. Well, oh, well, you don't even know if it's going to go into Dan Murphy's and BWS yet, but you can pick up the phone and order it online or through the internet. Perhaps, maybe. Can you? Don't pick up the phone. No one knows how to answer it. Um, (laughs) Get on the internet, for sure. Get on Instagram. Just send them a DM. Slide into into Cal's DMs and um, and say, we want Cerveza. And um, uh, I can't wait if if it is indeed going to make its way for broader distribution for it to wind up here because, man, I'm always looking for something to fill the fridge. 100%. Can That's we lock, so you, can we lock you guys in, in for the, the, the 20th birthday? Just <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Episodes 4,000. Something like that. Can't wait. <laughs> um, thanks awesome. for joining us tonight, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for Thank you, guys. Us. Great work. Congrats. <laughs> Have a good night. Cheers. See ya. All right. Oh, I couldn't good keep boys. any longer, mate. It's been an hour and a half. I know they're such good boys, though. I, um, I, I, I'm just man. I was so blown away. Like when Cal was doing the the speeches for, um, like I wasn't even supposed to be there, right? And and Cal started doing the speeches, you know, for the for the tenth birthday thing, and he just called me out, and he's just like, "Yeah, thanks, Hendo, for being here." Um, you've been a big part of the thing. And I'm like, fuck, it's like he's got his, the whole family's funded the whole thing. And mm. I, I just, I, I was fucking nearly in tears. It was phenomenal, you know. And 
I love what they do. And, um, you know, and, and it's a very, very unique story that they've got. And I, I, um, I think that they're going to think that, that, you know, whatever, whatever happens next is going to happen next. And, and, you know, it's, it's good to see. Yeah. It's a 10 years, fucking pretty good milestone. It's a long, in this game. long time of being busy. If you get a business the last 10 years, mm. yeah, you're not, you're not home and hose, but you, you're doing okay. No. You know? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny that just to think that when they came out, they were putting beer in bottles, and they had to scramble to get the beer in cans, and and now they're bringing out a product that most people are selling in bottles. It's a, it's a full full transition <laughs> over ten years. Yeah, the fucking circle of life is complete, mate. Yeah, it's crazy. Funny for Cerveza to come up again. I, I was kind of thinking maybe asking about that, but we kept them so long. But yeah, it just seems to be coming up. I, I just I. I don't personally. I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I see it. There seems to be too. There seems to be so many people bringing out that beer, and they're going to be competing with all these massive companies to sell it. It's going to be real. Uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. If they can put in the right price, there's no. Certainly, I can. I can hand on heart say there's certainly no problem with the the the, the standard of that beer. It's right. great. But how many people are but, buying Cerveza for the quality of the beer? Like that, it, correct. It, that's you're yeah. right. It's it's not that's not enough to 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 make it a successful product. You know, you've got price point, you've got marketing, and all that sort of stuff. I would say they're probably working on that. Yeah, I mean they've done well with that in the past. It's just mm. so interesting to, to see so many people competing for that one one sort of product. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Do we even bother with the news? Is it's it's been an hour, ah, over an hour it. and a half. We'll do it next week. Yeah, do it next week. Yeah, they actually we did have quite a bit of news this week, but that just means we can talk about it next week. No one cares. It can yeah, wait. I don't give a shit. News, <laughs> news it always happens. Um, thanks for tonight, mate. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Very cool. Good. We, guys. we need we need guests more often. We don't. We haven't had a guest since. Oh well, we had guest presenters, but we haven't had you and I on a guest in a while. Yeah, no, it is good. It, it works well, and I think people like it. Um, mm. Need to need to figure out a way to get some better questions. Um, I skimmed, I skimmed well, through these questions. He, I'm like, I'm not asking half of this shit. Here's a fucking good idea. No, I have, I'm going to read it after, after <laughs> we fucking finish the call. If the, any of the 12 have an idea for a guest that they would like us to talk to, yeah. um, you know, Dan's pretty well connected, and uh, he might be able to make it happen. Between you and me, we can figure it out. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, easy. And um, um, we can, we can, we can certainly make that happen. But that said, though, we want to speak to someone who's got an interesting story. And if if you think you know that there's a there's a backstory that that that's worth saying, like you know, I don't I don't think I've ever seen, heard Nat and Cal talk about their business from behind the scenes the way that they did tonight. Mm. And they're the sorts of conversations that I really enjoy. Um, and so. You know, um, and I know I've got a long-standing personal relationship with them as well, and that sort of thing. But, um, but they're, they're the they're the stories that I really enjoy. You know, and um, so if you've got someone in mind, uh, just post in the um, uh, Boston the Brewer Facebook group, and we'd love to hear from you. Hundred percent, that'd be great. Very good. All right, Hendo, I'm going to finish this beer and do some editing. No, I'm not. I don't have to edit anything. Do I? It's not too bad in there. <laughs> also, I want to shout out to the to the um uh, the the boys from uh, Forty Three Brewing in in um, New Zealand who we spoke to this week as well. Yep. And um, that was a really good constructive 
um, chat that we had, and um, um, and and um, that's that was good, and I, I really that was kind of a highlight of the week for me. Uh, so I just wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah, we got some we got some good good listeners on this show. It's good, mate. Yeah, some good people, good people, good Very people. Right, mate. Love your work. Talk to you next week. Later.